It is Monday, June 21st. A big shout out to all the dads who enjoyed a big old Father's Day yesterday. And um, also, good luck to you with all the Amazon Prime deals you'll be buying this week. Kelly, how's it going? It's also National Selfie Day. Okay, Tommy, so just do it, get it over with, and let the internet, you know, see your selfie, and let's move on. I thought you'd never ask. Hey, I'm Tommy McFly. I'm Kelly Collis. We love DC. Tommy and I were first neighbors, then friends, and then we actually hosted a morning radio show together. We've even been each other's in case of emergency contacts. I was your contact, right? Well, I changed it after I got married. I hope that's okay. Anyway, we bring people together, created awesome community moments around D.C., and have been invited to and asked to leave some of the most interesting spots in the nation's capital. We're so glad that you're listening to our podcast. We hope you enjoy some really fun headlines from D.C. and beyond. That was a lot. Let's get started. Anybody see a 3,500-pound pizza oven? It's it, it's a, it looks like a pizza oven, and it's it's about 3,500 pounds, and it would theoretically be pretty hard to misplace. And it's back of on the back of a, like a trailer truck. Yeah, it's got wheels, but it's a, about 3,500 pounds. <laughs> it looks like a giant pizza oven. Well, if you find it, you get a serious uh, reward. So this is the most bizarre story. So a Pizza Paradiso, I mean, a local institution, I've been around for decades here in the D.C. area. Right before the pandemic, at their Hyattsville location, they had this giant pizza oven parked um, that they used to go to like, you know, fairs and events that you could rent it out for parties, you know, all the things that we used to do all the time. Well, it got stolen right as the pandemic was kind of like getting heated up. Ha ha ha. Ah. Um, and and um, I guess, you know, the owner, Ruth, kind of um, forgot about it, you know, took care of it, did whatever she needed to do about it because she thought it was stolen and gone forever. No one has seen it. Got it. Then a couple of weeks ago, Someone called the catering department and said, hey, I was driving around and I saw that you have a pizza oven that's mobile. I'd like to book it for an event. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. And they're like, excuse me, where exactly did you see it? And it was spotted in Wheaton. And that's all we pretty much know on University Boulevard. And now the investigations are reopened and there is a reward. You get a giant pizza party if you, if you find it, if you get the clues of to where it could be and lead to its, uh, recapture, (laughs) if you will. So it was a cold pizza case. Now it's a hot pizza case. 1000%. But how bizarre is that? So now the Washingtonian did an article sort of bringing it to the, you know, to everyone's attention. But like, again, it's a giant. Pizza oven. Pizza oven, like ceramic pizza oven that says Pizza Paradiso on it. And um, like you can't really like hide that anywhere. Uh, right. And also if it was spotted in Wheaton, that's not far from Hyattsville. Like if you're going to steal a 3,000 pound pizza oven, you take that across state lines. You that, that should be in Kentucky by now. Like my goodness, who steals a pizza oven that close to where they stole the pizza oven from? Well, I guess Jonathan has it. Jonathan. <laughs> he says it's in my backyard. I, I think he's kidding. Hopefully he is. You never know. <laughs> Maybe he's not kidding. Maybe it's hiding in broad daylight and Jonathan is the uh, the great pizza burglar. <laughs> well, I hope they find it and, and it will be interesting to sort of follow this along. I wonder how you would secure a giant pizza oven on a trailer. Like, do you well, lock I think- the wheels? Like, how, how do you, you know what I mean? Like, how do you... I think it was on the trailer when it was stolen. 
Right, right. So, yeah. So I think it just hitches onto another car. Right. That's what I'm like. How do you lock down a trailer? You must have to like lock the wheels or something. So no one oh. backs up and takes your pizza oven well, out. Yeah. Oh my I, God. I don't know. That's the insurance claims. We'll have to figure that out. <laughs> it is a scavenger hunt, Gary. It's a good point. <laughs> Gary left a comment. What a scavenger hunt. And there's a giant pizza party at the end of it. I mean, like a cash reward is one thing, but a giant pizza party, that no. would be a lot of fun. <laughs> totally. I feel like our team of like investigators could figure this out. I think like our Tommy and Kelly show fam are, if anyone could put this together, I think we should get Ruth on and talk about this and, <laughs> and see if, and see if she has any more updates. Maybe we can get the investigator on. Also, like, is it, it's Hyattsville, so would it be, like, the county investigator? I wonder if Maryland State Police is involved in this? Well, it gets complicated. I, I don't know all the things, but having had a car stolen before, if she's already filed for insurance and taken the insurance money on it, assuming that there was some sort of insurance, it would be considered a closed case as far as, like, oh. it being recovered. But I, I don't know the details about it. Well, let's get in touch. We, we know Ruth. We got to get yeah. uh, Ruth on the horn and figure this out. Is Prince George's <laughs> County after this? Like, what's going on? I love, though, that these poor restaurants, right? We're going through so much during the pandemic. She's like, great. You want to yeah. steal my pizza oven? Just add it to the list of just horrible things that are happening to me. My restaurants are closed. I mean, so I, I don't know. We actually talked to Ruth around the uh, the women's inaugural food basket, and she didn't bring it up. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I think that she's been through so much. This was just on the list of horrible things that had happened in 2020 to her. That's true. That's true. Well, one thing that's awesome, um, Kelly, you witnessed uh, an aquatic aquarium show yesterday at Nats Park. No, I witnessed uh, fans just losing their minds is what I witnessed. It was incredible. So we're, we're heading down to the game yesterday, the Nats playing the Mets. Of course, it was a, a thousand degrees. And news comes out that Para... Baby shark has do, just been, do, do, do. yep, has just been called up and may make an appearance at the game today. But you know, nothing's a sure thing because he wasn't on the original starting lineup. But you know, for coming in for a pinch hitter for a um, pitcher. So me and my my gang of people, like I made sure my bladder was clear. I made I wasn't going anywhere because you didn't know where he was coming, right? right. And it, you wanted to be there, and of course he's going to do the walk up song, right? I mean, he's got to, but that was not a sure thing either. So we're just waiting. We're waiting. And we know he's in the dugout because the, the NAS released some footage of him down there and getting suited up. And then you see him come up in the lineup at the seventh inning. And people, before he even got to the mound, people were losing their mind when they saw his name up there. And then he got up to the mound and played Baby Shark. The entire stadium just lit up. Now, mind you, there's been home runs during this game. It's been an incredible game. The Nats are leading. Like, there's a lot of things to cheer about. But this man going up to the mound with Baby Shark and everyone doing Baby Shark, uh, it was pretty incredible to see. And then Para does it. Man, he gets a double. I, I mean, it, it was it. just all the feels. You felt like 2019 again. Para at the plate. Dusts off his shoes. Baby Shark is playing. The crowd goes wild. <sighs> Was, I would like was, to just point out that I have said from the very beginning that Para should have been on the roster this whole time. And the first game he's in, the Nats win. I'm not saying it was him. I'm just saying it was him. Schwarber had three home runs <laughs> yesterday, Tommy. Yeah, while while I, love, I love Baby Shark, his little double, appreciate it, like the feel, like the energy. But Schwarber, the, the headline really should be for this 
<laughs> this incredible player that had three home runs. Who is in the dugout, though? I'd be like, way to go, Schwarber. Let's do it again. Well, so during the press conference after the game, you know, obviously Schwarber was sort of the man of the of the day. And um, uh, Parra comes in during the press conference and just like waves at the Zoom because they're still doing the Zoom calls and then kisses him on his on his head and leaves. <laughs> <laughs> the man's got a lot of love in his heart. A lot of love in his heart. He should have been there from the beginning. There was uh, room for him on the 40-man roster, and now he's there, and I'm glad. Like This wasn't like a like a one-day like a hall pass, right, was it? It, it, it might be. There's a, there's of, a, uh, a set of things that happened that we're not going to get into that are not necessarily positive about players being sent down and players going on, on, on leave that made it happen. Like it, it, The stars had to align for him to make that appearance, so we'll see. Uh, but yesterday, during he did do a press conference, and you have to remember he played in Japan. He hasn't played with the team since the World Series. He right. was in Japan last year, and uh, he talked about his moment when he gets up to the mound. I almost cried. Um, see, I compared my first bat in big league and that one. I I feel more like nervous right now. So my leg shake a little bit, and happy, happy to see all the fans stand up and play, dance, a uh, baby char. So I feel like a return to 2019. So it, happy was, for that. it was almost happy crying, right? Yes, for sure. That guy. I know. And here's what's also very cool about him. I posted on my Instagram story, of course, tagged him in it when baby shark was happening. He reposted it, but he didn't just repost mine. Every single fan at the stadium that tagged him his story this morning is like very long because he reposted everybody. That's so cool. Oh, geez, my husband is texting me. I misspoke. Paro did not go to the mound. That is, of course, where the pitchers go when he went up to bat. Excuse me. Got it. <laughs> plate, hitter's plate, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Obviously, Paro was not on the mound. That's where pitchers go. I know that. I just was so excited in my baby shark talk. Um, I do wonder, though, um, when they send him back down, how many people will join me in the Baby Shark March that I'm going to put together up down Half Street? I feel like we can get a few people to get involved. <laughs> I've got the two costumes from when they won the World Series in my closet. Kelly, um, obviously, you're welcome to use yours again. Or if not, I will find a, another co-shark marcher <laughs> to be like, free the shark, bring back Baby Shark. Well, we'll see. We'll see how, how he does. The Nets hit the road. They're on the road for the next week or so, so. Uh, speaking of other giant animals in D.C. that are, are very helpful, have you ever seen the 14-foot blue rooster that's on the side of Constitution Avenue? For sure. Okay, so it's in the um, National Gallery of Art East building, which opened up a few days ago, and that giant rooster is on loan from Glenstone Manor, which is this like private art walking... I, I didn't know how to describe it. So basically, this guy who's a gajillionaire has a lot of land at Potomac, and he's put these like sculptural art things on trails that you can like walk through. And then there's also indoor art. There's, it's just this art Narnia, which by the way, like this time of year, it's blooming and it's awesome. But the giant blue rooster had been on loan. And so now the giant blue rooster has become a permanent donation and it is there to stay. But I want, I don't usually talk about like fine sculptural art around here, but I wanted to flag it for you because Glenstone did it in honor of the resilience of the American people during the pandemic. I don't know what about a giant blue rooster says resilience. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> I missed like how the art situation all works together, but that just seemed like, yes, I'm super glad it's there, but it just seemed like, uh, 
very weird <laughs> reason. Well, maybe it was something, Blue an art that you could enjoy without going inside anywhere because it was like out there. People maybe? were taking selfies in front of it. I don't know. Yeah. It's like up on the upper level. Trust me, I've tried many angles to get a rooster selfie. It just it's it's far away and there's okay. not like a good vantage point. I've tried the little statue that's there. I've tried on the other side of Constitution. I've tried <laughs> on the same side of Constitution. I've tried up a little bit further on Third Street. I there's no good selfie spot. Okay. Well, maybe not a selfie, there. but like you could still you could still see it. So yes. you can enjoy it without going in the museum. I I'm I don't know. I'm just grasping for straws here. But there you go. In case you were wondering, a giant blue rooster is the new sign of American resilience. Uh, Glenstone Museum, by the way, does serve wine, so you can enjoy um, the art there. And I believe the the um, the Smithsonian does too. So in their little cafe, wine. yes. Oh, nice. In their cafe, the I mean, just garden definitely yes. does too. Yeah, so you can enjoy art with a little little wine, feel all bougie like that, and. <laughs> I think that's better because then you have a couple of glasses and you're like, I feel like this giant blue rooster has like some notes of resilience to it. Is that just <laughs> me or do you see that too? <laughs> yeah. You can, if it helps you make, make you sound uh, smart there, Tommy <laughs> about the art. Speaking of resilience, it took DC to open up New York city. I'm just saying is all New York always has their like, we're better than you attitude toward DC. Um, see also the musical Hamilton. However, it took DC's own Foo Fighters and DC's own Dave Chappelle to open up New York City. You're welcome. <laughs> this is so cool. Last night at Madison Square Garden, sold out show for the Foo Fighters. First full capacity event in, you know, 400 plus days at uh, Madison Square Garden. And um, that in itself should just be like, Amazing. Fully vaccinated, full fully, crowd. Yeah, Incredible. fully vaccinated. Um, Dave Chappelle, uh, I guess, was there and was called up to the stage by Dave Grohl and um, performed not a comedy act, but actually he, <laughs> he actually sang a song. <laughs> I mean, his singing was kind of comical. Let's check it out. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome our lead vocals, Dave Chappelle's going to come on stage. Dave Chappelle. <laughs> but that was really cool to see. That was a DC moment in Madison Square Garden, which, so by the way, I've never been to. Have you? Madison Square Garden? Yeah. I, yes. I mean, I've, I've been around it, but I've never seen a show there. Yeah, it's massive. Um, I, I know I'm not going to, as we're having this like Foo Fighters. Dave Chappelle conversation. I'm not going to sound super cool because I saw Shania Twain there, but yes, I've been there before. And I've, I saw the Dixie Chicks there too. Oh, and Tim McGraw and Faith Hill when I worked for a country station. Oh, yes. Well, you've yes. been, been to a couple shows. It was the Dixie Chicks, like, um, I think on top of the world tour, uh, with like the floor was a screen and this is like the early 2000s. So it was like <laughs> mind blown how they did that, how they walked on the screen without a break. It was crazy. <laughs> it was crazy. But Chappelle was in um, New York City, obviously to support the Foo Fighters, but also um, he opened up the Tribeca Film Festival. And so then down the street at Radio City Music Hall, they had a full capacity, fully vaccinated screening um, of his new documentary, This Time, This Place. So DC was taking over the Big Apple. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love to see that. But yeah, I'm 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 excited for them to stream it or wherever it's going to go after it's in the film festival because uh, a Chappelle documentary would be pretty pretty awesome. 
Yeah, man, that, that guy, he's going places. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. <laughs> I really appreciate um, that happening. Way to go. So some really interesting, um, and I, I think uh, hopeful news. Um, the Thomas Bloom Raskin Act is coming uh, up in Maryland. So named after Congressman Jamie Raskin's son, who um, died by suicide uh, a couple months ago. Very tragic situation. Um, that family is now standing with Governor Hogan, and they're going to announce and um, put forth a, a new service in Maryland with the 211 number, where if it passes and goes through all the you know political red tape it has to go through, it would offer up an opt-in mental wellness check-in for people. So if maybe you're alone, or maybe you don't want to talk to family or whatever, um, there's this state-run service where they would set up periodic check-ins for people who want them on their mental wellness and how they're doing and how they're feeling and how they're, how they're getting through. Uh, so I think that's, it's really cool and super brave of, of the Raskin family to take such a horrible, tragic moment um, and try to make good for the rest of Maryland. Yeah, that's very cool. Well, he's been uh, very vocal about his son's battle with um, depression and um, with his suicide. Um, I guess it was at the end of last year. And uh, hopefully that is helping just by him talking about it. Yeah. It's helping people to be more aware. Yeah. And so that will be set up through um, the Maryland Department of Health and their um, 211 number when that gets all when that gets all moving, if it gets all moving. So that's pretty great. So, very cool. uh, yeah, I guess the uh, I don't really know how entirely the Maryland assembly works, but Hogan uh, included in his annual budget um, for the appropriations to carry out the act. So we'll see if that all comes through. Really cool. Really cool that that's happening. Get it done in Annapolis. Yeah. Way to go. Way to go, Maryland. Way to go. Make it happen. Um, Also, we want to mention in DC, uh, this is the last week. They're going to draw more winners today for the restaurant association, Metro Washington's big contest that we are very, very happy to support. Uh, DC shop, eat, play, stay giveaway. You can go to realfunddc.com and you can enter for a $25,000 DC event for your next big life moment. But also there's, there's other levels too, which is great. Yeah. It goes from like 500 to 10,000 to do all the things that we love about DC. And let me just tell you something. I went to, to downtown DC. It was around 3 PM on Saturday. I was down, um, on you in Florida and ninth street. And, um, DC's back, baby. <laughs> because people were, I don't know what people were celebrating. I know it was Juneteenth. I know it was warm weather. There was just, there, I saw bachelorette parties. I saw every race, gender, everything going on down there. Love DC's it. back. And so if you want to get involved, this is a great way to do it for free. <laughs> um, I was like, wow. Okay. This is, it's party time. <laughs> I was just there picking up sandwiches, but, um, ninth in Florida. Okay. Yeah. 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 So we at Capo's Deli. Yeah, I picked Love up some Capo's, which, by the place. way, I didn't know was also a bar. But um, <laughs> yeah, the speakeasy in the back. Oh, yeah. and on on um, not to go on a tangent, but this is all the things you you should you should do something at Capo's uh, speakeasy if you win. Um, Rohit, the guy who runs the bar, I was saw him posting about how he was like lighting drinks on fire and like throwing fire in the air, yes. um, just like such such great. They're the Fauci Fauci people. Just great, like great oh, stuff yes. out of. <laughs> Out of uh, Capo's Deli and Capo's Speakeasy. 
Uh, yes, and Fauci pouches are definitely. I was in line getting my sandwiches. Everyone else was there for the Fauci pouchy. Two thirty on a Saturday. It was interesting. DC is back, baby. Yes. Making it happen. If you can get the link to the uh, to the contest at realfundc.com, it's right there on the top of our navigation bar. Uh, DC shop, eat, play, stay is where you can get entered and make it happen. Again, drawings today. Next drawings next Monday. 51 prizes all across the district for you to grab. I also want to give a big shout out and a thank you to Catherine as well. On Thursday's show, um, we were talking about how Juneteenth had just become a national holiday, a federal holiday, and trying to, like, as everyone was, figure out what that means and what's closed and what's open and, and pass that on to you. I misspoke um, where I said that Juneteenth was the final end of slavery in America, which is, of course, not true. And Catherine pointed that out for me. Um, also, there were several states that continued the practice uh, for a while after Juneteenth. And so thank you very much, Catherine, for the email, for the information. I spent a lot of time reading over the weekend, and I really appreciate you um, pointing that out. So thank you for getting involved. Very good. We, and we'd love to hear from you. And there's multiple ways that you, you can find us and stalk us. We've True got a, story. We've got an email list that you can sign up for on realfunddc.com. Or, of course, on all the socials. We've got a podcast. We'll do our show Facebook Live. Like, basically, anywhere you kind of, like, get your stuff, you should be able to, to find and, and, and hang out with us. And we'd love to hear from you and have, have dialogue, too. You can join our group text as well at 703-782-4519. That's where we push out a um, reminder every day about the podcast when it goes up. And speaking of, if you want to go back and hear like all the other things I've misspoken about, which there are <laughs> many over the years, all of our past episodes are up on the podcast page. So you can get those there. Um, anywhere you get your podcast on Apple, on Spotify, a five-star review would be great. I'm just saying is all. And uh, you can check out, I can't imagine why you wouldn't want to bring us with you on your <laughs> long weekend trips or to tune out your kids. My goodness, we can we, we can hang out forever. <laughs> Kelly, me, and you. Now you're making it sound weird, Tommy. <laughs> we'll see you next time.